Thank you for tuning into this week's message from Freedom Church CO in Woodland Park, Colorado. If you want to know more about us, you can visit freedomchurchco.com or follow us on social media at Freedom Church CO. All right. So, so how many of you guys excited about relationships? Come on, we can all grow in those, right? We can. Well. That's right. She's looking at me funny. What's this mean? <clears throat> no, I'm just remembering this week, the stress, you know, you've told on yourself. Jesus, help me. <laughs> it's all good, though. Praise Amen. God. It is so good. So and you good. guys make me smile, so thank you for coming out. <laughs> Praise Amen. the Lord. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start reading here in 1 Corinthians. You guys are familiar with this. Chapter 13, verses 1 through 3 from the New Living. If I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, but didn't love others. It's not always easy, right? It's possible, though. I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. Ouch. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Oh. So we've titled this Love Wins. You guys in agreement? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put kind of a spin on this, too, because, you know, um, we could have taught on, you know, healthy marriages and how to get along with each other or how to be single and stay focused on the Lord, or how, I mean, like, there's a million different directions we could go, but we both really felt like there's, um, that this message is really um, strategic for the time and the days Amen. that we're alive in, and even kind of the, the place that the church in, and worldwide finds itself with with the gifts and operation in church. I mean, if you guys haven't figured it out yet or not, we are a spirit-filled church who believes in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Praise God for the gifts. To allow him to move <laughs> and to do whatever he wants to do yes. in our midst. And, you know, God uses his people, his children. He, the Bible says that before Jesus left, he gave gifts unto men. So each one of us has been given a gift it might be many gifts. It might be just one. I, but he did it as he willed. That's right. And so we want to talk about how does the church, the body of Christ, function in a healthy manner where all of us have gifts, but they're all different. We all are unique in the way we walk in those gifts and, and um present those giftings and, and interact with our brothers and sisters with those gifts. So the first point that Pastor Joe is making right there is, you guys, we could be the most gifted person on the planet where everybody's just like, man, check out those gifts. Like you, like what can they not do? Like, wow. And, the, and somebody's just like put somebody on a pedestal because they're so gifted but then their family and children and those in close proximity to them are suffering because that individual doesn't walk in godly character or walk in one ounce of the love of God. Do you know that that's possible? 
It's so sad. It is. So we're going right to unfold some things tonight. Right now, I think it can be a challenge for, for all of us Amen. in this crazy time, man. I'm like, I don't want to, there's some people, I want to hurt them. I don't want to love them, man. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm just telling on myself here, you know. Um, stay out of my humanness, draw from the Holy Spirit on the inside of me, and just, I am just determined, regardless, man, this is what God has called me to do, and I'm going to do it, and I want to encourage you, you're going to finish your race. You're not going to just, man, come crawling to the finish line either. You're going to finish strong. But in some of these challenging times like this, you might have to remind yourself of that several times a day. <laughs> but you know what? Man, there is nothing that we cannot do if God has asked us to do it. And, and He is asking us to love. And love would be when somebody does something crazy to get something, you pray. For, love, love would be to pray for somebody, not to hate them, not to say things about them, but to pray for them. Not that we don't have to have boundaries if somebody's hurt us and, and possibly even uh, keep them at a distance in our life, but never stop praying for them. You know, people, people do crazy things because they've got things going on and maybe, maybe the way they were raised or so much of the time, man, you don't know why somebody is reacting the way they are. And it's, and it's still not an excuse, but it's never, we do not have an excuse not to love them. Again, you may have to have boundaries that may be from a distance, and that's okay. No apologies for that. But to pray for them. Man, God, Jesus died for them also. I, I've said it, man. Oh, I just hope they go to hell. And then it's like, I'm sorry, Lord. <laughs> I am so sorry. People were probably saying much. that about me years ago, too. <laughs> I am so glad I'm born again. <laughs> we're being real transparent tonight. Thank you, God. But, you know, at the end of the day, you guys, it's just so true that if we, you know, if we get, if and when we get to heaven, when this is all over and we stand before God, he, yeah, he wants to know, of course, what we did with the gifts he gave us. Because these gifts are not just for us, but these gifts he's given us are to bless and minister to others and to just serve and help each other as brothers and sisters in a family. But the main thing he's going to say is, how did you love people? Right. Because Jesus actually said that the world will know that we've been with Jesus by our love. Not so because good. we're so gifted, not because we have a lot of money, not because we're so charismatic and because, you know, we're popular or whatever it may be. Literally, the world is looking for people who actually care. And the only way that we can care for people that are hard to love and that make life difficult and that, you know, they act out in ways like Pastor Joe was just saying that are unlovely. Like, you know, you look at people and you think, okay, the person just cut me off, showed me I was number one as they went by. <laughs> and you're like, I didn't do anything. Like, what was that about? They're just, the poor fellow's just hangry. Like, he doesn't even know why. You know what I'm saying? How do we love those people if we don't know Jesus? And literally, Scripture says that when we get to heaven, there are going to be people 
not anyone in this room, but there are going to be people that say, God, I cast out devils in your name. I healed the sick. I raised the dead. I mean, like I used my gifts. I did what you said. And he's going to look at them and say, but I never knew you. Yeah. Did you guys know that's possible? That you could do all those things. And see, the church has gotten all caught up in the giftings of people and completely had a blind eye on the lack of character or love that somebody walks in because they just raised some, somebody from the dead or they just cast out a devil. I saw it. Like undeniable miracles and things. Yeah. But yet when you talk with them, they don't got time for you and they're short and they're just, you're just a peon and, you know, there's no love there. Whoa. I mean, that's the day and age we live in. And as we will go on, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but scripture literally talks about how when we walk in love, it keeps us from getting tricked and deceived by others. When we judge people by their love, by their fruit, rather yeah. than just the miracles or the giftings or the things they're performing. Did you know that? Yeah, it's so, so good. It's, it's, it's so vital that we understand that love wins. Love trumps all. Love all. trumps all. I'm going to, back there on the pro presenter, I'm going to mess you guys up. Uh, I want to go to Philippians 2 and read a few verses. I've been reading the book of Philippians, and this morning when I was reading this, I thought, somehow this has got to fit in. I, I cannot not read this. Verse 1, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from His love, any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Verse 2, then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and one, one purpose. You know, Paul is writing this. this. This is not to the world. He's talking to the church right now yeah. because the church is struggling with loving one another and yeah. getting along with one another. And it's still happening today. Man, I, it's, I don't know. It's, it's embarrassing to us, whether we realize it or not, to right. the unsaved that want right. nothing to do with us because they're thinking, you guys can't even get along with one another. What's the draw for me come to on. come to your service or right. to be a part of this Jesus that right. you guys are talking about? Jesus is the greatest thing that ever that happened. happened. But so, but, and we got to take this serious. We are his representatives. Yes. Do you realize that? We yes. are little Christ here on this earth. And we got to be loving one another inside of these four walls and outside and then loving the unlovely. That's what is going to help to draw them to Christ. Like I said, this is written to a church. Verse 3, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Ouch, man. We are so, if we are insecure, we are so busy trying to impress somebody that doesn't even notice what in the world we're trying to do, and we look foolish as can be. Man, don't try to impress one another. If, if I'm speaking to you, just receive it. Yeah. <laughs> Let God change your heart. It's good. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. And this is a lost word in today's society. Humble 
There are people that can't even spell this word. <laughs> they can win a spelling bee, except for when it gets when the when the when the word comes to humble, they're like, "What? What's that even mean?" Be humble, thinking of others better than yourself. Crossways with the flesh, right there, man. Thinking of somebody better than me. I'm the pastor of Freedom Church. My gosh, what is this? <laughs> he does not think that way. <laughs> I don't, but, but I mean, I love people, man, unconditionally. But, but you know what? But I still, I, ha- I have to, I mean, these verses are, are also for me, not just for you, right? And, and for others. But man, thinking of others better than yourselves, this is not taught. We are not hearing this. But this is God's word, and it's and it's to it's to help us, and it's to help the church to be able to love one another, and so that the lost will be like, I want what they got, instead of running from the church saying, my life is better than theirs. It's quiet in here. <laughs> I'm serious, man. This is verse four. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest interest in others too. Verse five. This is the key. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Jesus, this is what he did when he walked on this earth, everything I just read. He humbled himself. This was God in the flesh. He died a death he did not deserve, and he loved the unlovely, and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious people hated him for it because they thought they were better than somebody else. And none of us are better than anybody else. If we will love the unlovely, but if we'll start loving each other in here and then love the lost, the ones that are dying or headed to hell when they die and they don't even believe it or maybe don't even know it, if we would love them unconditionally, if we would go out of our way to say hi, goodness gracious, hi, Are you guys ever in Walmart and you say hi to somebody you don't know? You might get a conversation started through saying hi to somebody, and you never know. God's like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this a long ways right here. I'm going to build a relationship. Uh, you're you're going to get this guy or this girl, you're going to get them to come to church. You're going you're gonna to tell them about Jesus. They're going to hear about my goodness, which is going to draw them to repentance. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Amen. He's preaching. So, okay, I'm going to ask that question again. When is the last time that you were going about your busy life with your schedules and your responsibilities and you stopped to take interest in someone else? Truly, I'm talking to myself, too, because, like, I, you know, I think about the times I go to Walmart or natural grocers or wherever, you know, and I'm usually in a hurry and I've got some mm. other meeting I have to be at or I've got, you know, other responsibilities and things. And, and yet, how many people and how many times do we just pass up that individual that the Holy Spirit is saying, they, they need you to just... Let them know that someone sees them, that they exist today. Stop and take interest in somebody 
other than yourself. And again, I am preaching to myself. But this is real. This is real. I, um, I did a, a sweet little ladies group this morning um, at uh, CSCS, um, a women's group that's been meeting. They started off meeting Cripple Creek, and then um, they've moved here to Woodland Park. It's called Sister Friends. It's really sweet. And, um, you know, there were so many precious women today that uh, I got, I had the honor to just stop in my busy world and hectic life and all that's going on and just invest in their lives. And you know what? I could tell that some of these ladies, um, that's probably the first time in a long time that someone's just said, so tell me, tell me your story. Tell me about you. Like what's going on? What's, What's going on in your life? What is your world like? And, you know, for people to just be, like, taken back, like, really? Like, you, you care? You want to know? I mean, this truly is the heart of God. This really is walking in the love of Jesus. How many of us want to do that? Yes. Amen. Amen. I want to read from 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 7. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. Verse 7, a spiritual gift is given to each of us, I love this, so we can help Help each each other. other. (laughs) Did you guys hear that? So I think so much of the time we're like, oh, I am so gifted and this is so I can lead worship or play an instrument or preach or raise the dead or whatever it is. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Man, we can't get, I can't start allowing my identity to become Joe the pastor. That's right. My identity is in Christ, not what I do. It is what I do. But my identity's got to be in Christ, and I got to be doing this to help others, not to, not to somehow lift myself up or say, look at me or exalt or promote myself. Right. I, I've got to want to help others. And, and I'm telling you guys, Freedom Church, my heart, Tessa's heart, is to help others. And it's, it can, yeah, it can be challenging and, and all of us, we have busy lives, and, and we can have a full schedule of doing really good things and miss the one that God is asking us to speak to, that God is asking us to pray for, that God is asking us to hand them a $20 bill, that God is asking us just to ask them, hey, is there something that you need or something that I can do for you? Again, busy doing good things and just... God, man, I'm too busy at natural groceries. I've got to hurry up and get out of here or wherever it, wherever it is that you might shop and be out the door. And, and I can be that one sometimes. I guarantee it. So gifts so we can help each other. All of our gifts come from the same source, God. This means to compare or covet someone else's gift is pointless. This is a Man, this is a huge thing in the body of Christ, somebody wanting somebody else's gift. 
Man, God created you to be you, and He gifted you how He wanted to gift you, and you should be not only comfortable with it, excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. You may need to get your focus off of somebody else or some other people and back on Christ, back on your Savior. You're making sure your identity, I can tell you right now, if you're struggling with somebody else's gift, if you're jealous or you're, or, or you're struggling here, you're, you have forgotten your identity in Christ, and you need to go back to that, and again, be comfortable in your own skin. Man, God called me to plant a church in Woodland Park where there's a Bible college a mile down the road with some of the absolute best teachers, literally not just in Colorado or in the United States, but in this, on this planet. It's true. And, man, I'm telling you, it is so humbling for me because I'm like, what the heck, man? Why does somebody want to listen to me? But you know what? I've come to a place where I'm like, I'm me. And this is, this is what you get. This is, this okay. is. I got, I got to say something. When you're done. Thank you. Go ahead. Okay. So here's what you got to say. Is this good? Let me tell you why y'all want to listen to this man. I'm going to tell you why. And I'm telling you, if you guys will apply this in your own lives, um, it will be impossible for you not to fulfill the call and the plan of God for your life. Here's the truth. This man took the gifts God gave him, and I watched him go sell roofs on a daily basis with a young man in his early 20s in his car that would go help him knock on doors and try to see if somebody wanted a new roof for their house. But he took this gift of a shepherd and sewed it into this young man on a daily basis. Nobody else was around. There was no fame Nobody else was listening. He wasn't doing it to be seen or heard. He just started using the gifts God put in him to help and serve those around him in his world, in his sphere of influence. It wasn't a big church. It wasn't a platform. It wasn't a ministry. It was just everyday life. Now listen to me. There are people in this church that will serve your tea and coffee every night that are phenomenally gifted. And you know, it'd be so easy for them to think, why am I not up there? You know, like, but my point is this, they're using their giftings, they're what God's given them, walking in his love and his grace to just bless and serve and help you all. And then they leave fulfilled week in and week out. They know that they are influencing and impacting lives. And here's what happens. When we use our giftings without any ulterior motives, no strings attached, just I'm here to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I'm here to love and to serve, to change a life, one life at a time. I'm not looking for the masses. I'm looking for the one. God sees your heart, and he will promote and exalt you Amen. in due right. time. What he's, what he's going to see is, I can trust this person with the hearts of others. So if they're going to steward that person's heart well, and they're going to invest and, and, and be Jesus to that individual, I'm going to give them more influence. I'm going to promote them into places where they can impact more lives because that's what we're here to do, right? 
take interest in others. But if all you're ever looking for and striving for is a name and a title and a position and a big ministry and all those things, and you're saying, hey, look at all these giftings. They're just going to waste. The only one who's wasting them is you. Start right now with your brothers and sisters. Start with your kids. Start with your spouse. I'm going to tell you this. Like, like Joe was pastoring me before he ever was pastoring you. Because he's taken that gifting on the inside of him. And he's like, hey, here's an individual that needs to be loved and cared for. Except, like, he, oh, he pastored me so well that when I was broken and believed the lie that I was damaged goods and could never be used by God again, and my identity was all wrapped up in the ministry that I was doing as a 20-year-old, and he looked at me with all the love of Christ in his eyes and said, that was not who you are. That's what you were doing. Let's go on a journey of discovering your real identity he did that with me behind closed doors when no one was listening, no one was watching. Yeah. That's what yeah, God is asking of you. Take these gifts that he's given you and use them with those that you love that are in your world that God is entrusting to you right now. And listen, here's another thing that that would do as the church and as the body of Christ. If we walk through these doors every Saturday, and instead of saying, I, I, I want to get up on stage because I got a word. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But if we walked through those doors and said, Lord, what do you want me to say to my sister right here beside me? Father, how can I, is there anybody in here that, you know, maybe you have a gift of, of giving, like you are prosperous and you want to give. Lord, show me who's around me that needs $20 or that needs some help. Like what if you just came in prepared to serve and to bless anyone around you every time you came in. Can you imagine the world looking in on that would be like, what is this? Is this real? Okay, I gotta, I'm sorry. I gotta tell one more story. All right. So last hey, week. I, I just wanna say this. Yeah, yeah. February 4th, what's today, the 6th? Two days so ago. So what was it, what, Thursday? Yeah. We, we met 20 years ago. <laughs> Man. <laughs> it's like, how did that happen? <laughs> 20 years, I mean, it, it was like this. It goes it? by so fast. Good. So last Praise week, God. you guys, this sweet girl, I don't know if Natalia's here tonight, but this sweet girl came to church. She walked here, and um, she is just searching. She's just hungry for the Lord, and, and um, the Lord led her to us. And I watched um, another young lady um, take their whole rent payment and place that money in this young woman's backpack. And this precious girl was getting ready to walk out. And she was like, um, there's an envelope in my backpack with lots of money. Did someone accidentally put that in there from the offering? And then she pulled the envelope out and it had her name on it. And I said, sweetie, somebody gave that to you on purpose. She lit, you should have seen her eyes. She started crying. She's like, oh, my goodness. Really? Why was that? Like, she was so blown away that someone who had just met her would literally give her hundreds of dollars just to say, we love you. We notice you. Praise God. We care. Changed her life in one night. Wow. I mean, we 
get this opportunity, you guys, to use what God's given us and, and for lasting purpose. Amen. So good. I want to read uh, Ephesians 4, verse 16. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. That seems impossible. Perfectly. <laughs> As each part does its own special work, are you doing what God is calling you to do? It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Man, it just keeps coming back to love. We are full of love. And you know what? I just love this. It helps the other parts grow. As each part does its own special works, it helps the other parts grow. When we are doing our our part, other people are growing from that. I don't, I don't have a, a full understanding of that, even, even when I see the whole body fit together perfectly. That's pretty amazing, but God is amazing. Yeah. But it always, come back, always comes back to full of love, always coming back to love, loving one another, loving one another unconditionally, not just when somebody does something for you that benefits you, Oh, man, now I love you. It's like, no, love. <laughs> it's awesome when somebody does that, but we are to love each other right where we're at. Again, if you need to put boundaries up, if you've got to have some distance from somebody that has abused you or hurt you, please do that. that don't believe the lie that, okay, if I love this person, then I have to let them hurt me. Call the cops. Don't, don't allow that to happen. I, hey, man, I, I think... I think some in the church have gotten a little bit confused about some of this stuff. So, um, anyway. No, that's true. So, um, I I was talking about how actually functioning like this as a healthy church body will help you, uh, will keep you from being tricked. So, Ephesians 4.12 is where I'm going to start reading. And it says this, talking about what the gifts are for, to equip God's people to do his work, build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ, then we'll no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We'll not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound that sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. And listen to verse 16. This is so good. He makes, and that's what you read, yeah. the whole body fit together as each part does its own special work. Don't try to do someone else's special work. Yeah. You'll fail <laughs> do yours. At it. Yeah. Okay? That's how we're able to help one another grow. We're not trying to be somebody and we're not. We're not competing with someone else. We're not jealous or coveting, you know, who and what somebody else operates in. No, function in your own gifting. Then we grow into a body that's healthy and full of love. How many of you want to be that? Healthy, yes. (laughs) Growing all the time, healthy and full of the love of God. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to end right here. Verse 12, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church. So so much of the time, the church, 
we think of a building, right? So much of the time, the body of Christ. We are the church. Yes, I am so thankful are. for this building. It's cold outside, right? <laughs> Aren't you thankful you're in here, the yes. heater's on, it's comfortable in here? But we are the church, and we're going to be leaving this building here in a few minutes, going back out into the world, and we have what somebody needs. Come and we got and, and through loving them right where they're at, I had a lot of practice at this 16 years in machine shops, man. You got some tough guys in those places, loving them right where they're at. And that is, that's going to, man, they're going to be like, what, why are you different? What do you got? What's going on in your life? Well, it's Jesus. What do you mean, Jesus? It opens up. I've been in those conversations. And you, the life-changing name of Jesus Christ. Not Joe, not Tessa, Jesus. Can we I read one more scripture church. before we close? You can. Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. Yeah, you let me. Praise God. Like I'd say, <laughs> no <laughs> way. Could. What would I do? Like, oh, okay. But anyway, <laughs> Ephesians Ephesians 4. This is so good. Verse 1. Therefore, Paul's talking as a prisoner for serving the Lord. Beg you to lead. This is Joe and I tonight. We're begging you. Lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Verse 3, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body, one spirit, just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living in and through us all. Now, that, if there's one thing that I want to leave you guys with tonight, a call to action, put Ephesians 4, 1 through 6 somewhere that you can read it on a daily basis, that that can be a gauge where you can say, man, am, is this me? Is this how I'm living? Am I living a life worthy of the calling that God has given me? We can all do it. He wouldn't tell us to do it if we could not. Right. So that's our challenge. That's my, our challenge <laughs> to live this way as well. Amen. Thank you for listening. If this message blessed you, please subscribe and share this with a friend. You can tune back in next week for another great message from Freedom Church.